to Cutscenes and Cupcakes, the podcast where we talk about video games and what we like about them, what we don't like about them, just give a little bit of a review there, and maybe a little bit of an overview of the games if we feel like it. And instead of a star rating, we give a cupcake rating, or other various baked goods, just depending on what we feel like. And also, uh, please take note that there will be spoilers for these video games. We are going to be heavily spoiled. alert. <laughs> Lots of spoilers. All the so spoilers, spoilers you could say. Yes. So just take that into consideration before you continue to listen. Tonight, instead of eating cupcakes, we decided to get Taco Bell. We needed something with more <laughs> substance. The name, Cutscenes and Cupcakes... Take that with a grain of salt. (laughs) (laughs) Cupcakes is a very vague word to us. (laughs) So tonight it's tacos. Taco rating. Tacos and take scenes. I don't know. Tacos and... Tea bags. Tea bags. (laughs) Take dabs. Yeah, why not? (laughs) Tea bags and tacos. That's my kind of night. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) That sounds terrible. (laughs) Except the taco part. Don't knock it till you try it. Goodness. Anyway, we, we are not 14 year old boys, by the way. Uh, Except for me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> Before we get into um, the overview and the meat of Until Dawn, because there's a lot and we could probably talk about it for hours, we're going to um, do our segment Not a Sponsor. So, for this week's Not a Sponsor, I'm going... Okay, I told them what I was going to do before we started this recording, and they both said I was a nerd. But I'll let you decide how nerdy I am, or if I'm just smart, because I am investing in my future by saving with the app Capital. Nerd. (laughs) It's so great. You connect it with your um, bank account, and then it takes... Um, it All does, your money out. It does, <laughs> but it takes some of your money out. It, the biggest part that I do is the roundup. So if something comes to like 642, it takes the remaining... Why did I do something in like 42 and not like 99? It takes the remaining 68? No. Yeah. 58. 58. 58. Dang it. We're so good at math. By the way. Who's the nerd now? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Oh, no. It takes the remaining 58 cents and puts that in a savings account. And you know what? That adds up. I've saved over $400 with this app, which is all going towards, like, Christmas money and paying off my debts. So, you guys may call me a nerd, but sooner or later you'll call me a nerd without debt. We do often call you a nerd with debt. <laughs> it's a common nickname. Every Should time we I invite the nerd with debt? Oh, hey, nerd with debt. We missed you. How have you been? Um, you guys suck. Oh. <laughs> no, we don't suck. We're the best. Uh, mine is Great British Baking Show. Um, oh, I love that show. I love it because it's pretty much just like porn for women. <laughs> And I won't hear any other explanation. Like, I won't hear any other argument against that. Because if you watch it, and you watch Paul Hollywood need bread, yeah. <laughs> but it's all it's also full of, like, great British innuendo. So much innuendo. Oh, so and much. And it's gotten to the point, I understand, that they're proud of it. And they know it's a thing, you know. They kind of just want it to drip down your buns. <laughs> 
in all kinds of things. I'm not even going to oh, get into the different ones. It's um, so bad, but so great. <laughs> but yeah, it's pretty great. It's also about the happiest show that you can watch. It's as well. so it's cheery, true. and like it's just been a stressful week, and it just always puts me in such a good mood. I've been rewatching them and watching mm -hmm. them, and yeah, yeah good they're, stuff. They're so nice to each other, unlike uh -huh. American baking it, yeah. shows where they're like yelling at each other and putting each other the down. The worst, and... the most competitive it gets is like, "Ah, oh, Chetna's a little bit competitive." <laughs> <She's> like, <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> like that's as aggressive as it gets. Instead of just like, "I came here to win," and Jessica's a slut. You know, like it's not. <laughs> It's not like American TV where it's just like, ugh, what am I watching? If you do want a good, wonderful, happy American game show, making it with Nick, I was about to say Nick, Nick Poehler. Offerman. Nick Offerman. And Amy Poehler. It's like Great British Bake Off, but with crafting. I've been meaning to watch it, but I've just been hesitant. It's so good. I just want I them to, to I just want to be best friends with every single person on that show. Oh, Good. Maybe this is taking us into a more positive direction in our in our like reality TV. Let's hope that so. That would be nice. Because oh, yeah, sometimes it's just sure. so like get away from trashy. the tequila, tequila, and um, who's the other one from Jersey Shore? I would not know. With the big boobs. I you uh, I cannot name one person. Uh, Kenny G. Oh gosh, what is her name? No, Kenny G. Snooky. Snooky. That's who I was. <laughs> Snooky, snooky. Anyway, snook, snook. Marley, what's yours? <laughs> Why not a sponsor this week? Um, is it's actually a an event that I'm getting ready to go to this weekend. It's Fan X, which is the basically it's Salt Lake Comic Con, but they were forced to change their name because, well, I don't I don't know if we should really get into all of the, <laughs> the legal legalese about you know it. What? But uh, Fanex is great. It's different from Comic Con and we're better it's, for it. It's true. Anyways, but I'm I'm really excited for that because I'm I'm a big nerd slash geek and I enjoy all that Fanex has to offer and also I like to dress up in cosplays and just go hang out with friends and shop around the vendor booths and an artists alley and everything. Like I, I even in my own living room I have pictures up of like my favorite superheroes from Marvel. Nude. And I like how we call <laughs> Stephanie the nerd. <laughs> but yours truly is going to be a panelist in one of the panels. It's true. She it's is. True. I need I should figure out the title of the panel, but it's like girls comics for girls who don't comic. Who are afraid to comic. Yes, thank you. I know. That was they my, asked me. That was my secretary, <laughs> Lindsay. I'm not a secretary. <laughs> not anymore. My receptionist, Lindsay. I'm not a receptionist either. I'm a team lead. Okay. <laughs> like that. That's my personal prostitute, Lindsay. Whoa. <laughs> well, that's fine. <laughs> but yes, yeah, Stephanie's going to be a panelist there, and it'll be really cool. And I may or may not miss that panel because of, um, at the same time, the Mark Shepard panel is going on, and I really love Supernatural. So. Rude. I'm sorry. We'll, we'll see. We'll play it by ear. But anyways, that's my not a sponsor. I'm, I'm really excited for that. I look forward to it every year. Hmm. I'm excited for it. I don't know if I'm going to go because of financial reasons yet, but I'm excited to hear all about it. It is a don't. great place to spend a lot of money that you probably shouldn't. Yeah. yeah. That's that's going to happen for me for sure. But yeah. Thank goodness for credit cards, right? <laughs> yeah. That's, another, that's something I hadn't considered. My credit card. You'll have money later. I'll Having have money fun later. isn't hard when you have My a credit card. My minimum payment is $15. I can afford that. <laughs> Anyway, We're going to have fun at Fanex this, this weekend. This is going to get dangerous. <laughs> 
Do you want to take over, Lindsay, and do a... Sure. Go ahead. And... So anyway, today we're going to talk about Until Dawn. Um, <gasps> this game's a little bit older, but not that old. So, February 2nd, 2014, Josh Washington and his two sisters, Beth and Hannah, and their friends Sam, Mike, Chris, Ashley, Emily, Matt, and Jessica, have a party in the Washington Lodge on Blackwood Mountain for their annual winter getaway. They play a mean-spirited... Well, two of them are, like, drunk. I think it's Josh and Mike are, like, drunk and passed out. Josh has passed out. Josh has passed out, and Mike, I think, too. No, Mike's part of the prank, for sure. Um, It was just a prank hand. It was just a prank hand. I wanted to do that. (laughs) I think we all wanted to. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll all do it continuously throughout the episode. Um, They play a mean-spirited prank on Hannah, causing her to run away into the woods, and Beth to chase after her. They are pursued by an individual who corners them on a cliff. With a freaking flamethrower. Yeah, there's like flames, but you don't know what it is yet. Like, But it is suspicious. It's very fire. suspicious. Yeah. yeah, you just see fire and you're like, what the hell? And anyway, the story is a year later, all that group comes back and in search for Beth and Hannah. Not really in search for them. They but come back in, in honor. In, in yeah, memoriam. in memoriam. Yeah. In memoriam, if you will, of them. I will. Um, whatever. <laughs> anyway, so then things happen throughout the evening. They are pursued by a madman, and they're... Discover the secret of the mountain. They're kind of put into, like, saw-like situations. Anyway, um, the game is an action-adventure horror game, and it's a... uh, It's a quick time. Lots of quick time events. There are quick time events. It's a... um, QTE? Is that what you were going for? It's a... No. Quick time event. Okay, no. I'll let you come up with it. Anyway. (laughs) Sorry. Um, It's where you choose the story. Oh, like Telltale? Yeah. Telltale. But it's super massive games. It's important to know that the developer is super massive games. Yes. Because, as we discussed earlier, super massive games is doing a horror panel. They're focusing on a bunch of horror games. They're going to make a bunch more. I'm so excited. Similar to Until Dawn, let's hope. That would be a lot of fun. Maybe they'll dive deeper into the prequel to their game made after Until Dawn. Impatient. Boo. <laughs> it was so, oh, so lackluster. It like had so much potential because we, I mean, we've played Until Dawn several, several times. times. Gotten several um, endings, seen mm-hmm. lots of it play out. And so we were stoked for Impatient because the story behind Windigo's, spoiler alert, um, we already gave the major <laughs> spoiler alert, so they should know. <laughs> the story behind Windigo and like the um, history of the mountain was so the interesting. Sanitarium and everything. Yeah, the sanitarium, mm-hmm. which is one of the creep by far one oh. of the creepiest parts of yeah, the of Until Dawn. And they ended up giving us the story that's awesome until the very end, and it just lets you down, and you cry on the floor because you're like, why did they make it suck so bad? Why did they? reel you in and then at the end just be like eh. Yeah, like it was they had no cool short. characters. It was super short yet drawn out. Like it was really slow moving. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't like it, it just didn't have the the it had the, it had the appeal to. though because it's 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 for the VR mm-hmm. and so you're like oh a horror game on VR like that's that just takes that's it up fun. like yeah. you know a notch and and so we were really excited and and so stoked for this and it just it just ended up just 
yeah, like Stephanie said, just it was just lackluster. Like the setting's amazing. You can't get much better for like a scary, creepy story than a sanatorium, especially a sanatorium in the fifties when they just put people in because they were yeah, um, they just lobotomized people yeah. and then they're like, he's so, fixed. So the setting was great, <laughs> and even the idea as you get deeper, deeper into your psychosis, as you like fall deeper and deeper into your. Um, craziness, the setting around you starts to become more and more dilapidated. It gets to be more and more disintegrated, which is kind of cool. The like the parallel there, the parallel there, and so you get drawn in, and you're like, awesome, and you're I'm ready for this. I'm ready for this great ending arc. So much potential story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, big bummer. That's all I can. We, we were disappointed on that, um, but anyways, until that- dawn. However, I think was really well done much better much Mm -hmm. different much more you know it's it is it can be a little slow moving when you're just kind of like walking through the woods with a flashlight looking for these little totems that help you just make the right decisions and and stuff yeah um but other than that it's pretty well paced and i i don't know um and the idea behind the story is intriguing yeah and the idea behind the um totems was pretty cool too with like the butterfly effect Mm -hmm. like what you choose will affect everything else, which is kind of amazing to see all the different um, endings and all the different actions that can happen because of one thing mm-hmm. you chose. Well, and even just, like, different clues that you came across. Like, we, you could totally miss a clue, and then, like, a whole scene, like, wouldn't even happen. Right? And the clues that you collect, not necessarily all of them, but the Hannah and Beth clues... Um, determine the ending of the game. Yeah, that's which is oh cool. yeah, very true. And and as we said before, like the replayability of this game is incredible. Like we we've played it so many times. Like I don't even know. It's it's a staple <laughs> around Halloween for sure. Oh yeah. yeah, and I'm sure we'll play it again this coming Halloween. I have so many. Yeah, it's just one of those games I have good memories playing. Um, yeah, it's a good group game. I remember playing it with Marley and like my cat flipped out and like jumped off the chair and oh, hit the yeah. light switch and we're like, okay. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> okay. There's probably not a murder downstairs. Like, <laughs> it's just it's good fun. Good fun. Oh yeah. And then the thing the thing that I really liked about this game that I found is Lindsay kind of touched on it a little bit with just like how it's it's, it's very story driven. It's light on gameplay, but at the same time, like it's it's a must play. And, like, I I read an article um, that was kind of covering some of these things where it talked about how Until Dawn, like, it, like, this is the game that fixes the problem with every horror movie in that there's these players or these these characters you've got like the very like the stereotypes like all these teens like you got the dumb yeah. jock the dumb blonde like the you know like all these different you know the virgin who the gets virgin. yeah like all these different ones and then the, that would never be me in a and then story. this game it gives you the ability to like dodge those um, because you can you can make smart decisions for these characters where the film characters would have made stupid ones, and you can still like you can still play it out like a typical horror movie because there are as we said there are quick time events so you can totally miss those by accident you're not quick enough they're pretty forgiving and, like not all yeah. the time but I've noticed it's a it little more you, forgiving like, than cup, like Detroit yeah. yeah for sure like it gives you like a couple like you can maybe trip over that log three times and you're and then you'll <laughs> die but if you trip once, you know, you're still fine if you're yeah. chasing something or you're being chased or something and then, like but that. But as it gets towards the end, I think things are a little more critical. Like that scene with the Wendigos and Sam, mm-hmm. I you can't mess up any of those. 
while preparing for this episode, I ran across the game play by Uber Hacksar Nova. And if you know him, you know that he just wants to fuck up everyone's life. He just wanted to kill Emily. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, he wanted to kill everyone. <laughs> so that was his goal. And it's kind of comical because that's never like your, especially the first couple times you play, you don't want people to die. But watching him do this and wanting to kill everyone, that was pretty great. There is kind of a funny script um, error at the very end if you kill everyone because there's like the house is burning down and everyone's dead. And then it, there's an airplane or a helicopter that comes over and it's just like, wait, I see something. There are no survivors. (laughs) It's really funny. (laughs) Um, I also wanted to uh, point out like a a specific example with the uh, with like the typical like teen stereotypes from horror movies. Um, So again, spoilers. So there, there's a point where you don't really know. Like you, you start to like kind of see these like crazy looking creatures, but you don't know that they're Wendigos yet. You don't know, like, what they're capable of quite yet. You don't know... What? Um, I know, right? But one of the characters, Emily, she gets bitten. And then they all, like, run away, and they're, like, in a basement, and um, everyone's like, oh my gosh, like, maybe she she could be turning into one of these, like, creatures. And everyone's freaking out, and so Mike, like, it is Mike, right? Mm-hmm. Like, grabs the... Yeah, he, like, grabs the gun, and he's like, I'm gonna, like, should we shoot her? And there's, like... So, again, it's just, like, that whole, like, Mike, who is the jock slash, like, prom king character character type and emily's like the bitchy yeah annoying character exactly (laughs) and like he has the option to shoot her um and we and like so if you if you choose to do nothing um you avoid her death obviously and um which is something that like most people in real life would do you don't you wouldn't just shoot them without like knowing anything about that and then so after after you know he puts the gun down and they like you know calm down a little bit they find a notebook (laughs) about wendigos and then they start reading and they're like oh okay this is what it is and oh it doesn't matter like they even find a specific thing like if you're bitten it's okay you're not gonna change so they're like (laughs) oh my gosh um because there's actually been a time i have played it where we have shot her Mm -hmm. and they feel terrible and they feel so terrible after finding that notebook but anyways like the, the point i'm trying to make is just like again like you even though mike who is this this jock type character like and he has the capability of making a stupid decision um you as the player you can you can decide, and you don't have to fall into those stereotypes. Mm-hmm. I think Mike is actually one of the most interesting characters. He shows the most development, mm-hmm. I think. For um, sure. And, like, yeah, he starts out as, like, the prom king jock, like, bro. So full of himself. So full of himself. <laughs> wants to get the girl. Kid. And then he becomes the protagonist hero type that mm-hmm. wants to save everyone. Typical oh, yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> I do think that it's super interesting that they do pull in, like, the whole psychology portion of this game as well, which ties along really well in with the theme of the sanatorium, because there's the cutscenes where you go straight to the psychologist's office, and you're not sure who you are, but you do know that you're the patient being grilled by this kind of creepy... The worst therapist (laughs) ever. He's a terrible therapist. He drops, like, his... (laughs) Yeah, his emotions drop on a dime where he's like, oh, that's very interesting. We'll talk about that later. Like, like... Yeah, he's crazy. The acting's bad. Like... (laughs) I think the acting was good, but it's just the the way he scripted it. He sounds like a freak. I don't know. Difference of opinion. Mm -hmm. 
Anyway, what did you have, Steph? The game was written by a horror film writer, which I thought was interesting. Mm, I like so that. it does. They do really try to follow the whole tropes in a teen horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the visuals were actually done by a director of horror films as well. No, like big names, but people who this is their niche. They knew what they were doing instead of just kind of writing the script and then trying to make it more horrible. Horrible. <laughs> Horrible. Horrible. <laughs> Which I just thought was super interesting that they, um, that's how they decide to, the route they decide to go. When you think about, okay, if you don't know anything about video games like me, you you never really think about the cinematography of a video game or what goes into writing the script of a video game. You kind of just think, let's put up some cool visuals. Visuals <laughs> and see what happens, but there's a lot of behind the scenes action going on, and I think that it's really cool some of those details that they decide to go with. I was watching, I was listening to how they create the sounds for the Wendigos, and they did Ooh. it by overlapping sound like five, 15 to 20 sounds for each noise that a Wendigo made. Oh my goodness, and it's a combination of like human voice like vocalization and then farmhouse noises farmhouse noises yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna listen real carefully next time and see if i can hear like a chicken or, you know. sheep sheep <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool though it's so creative yeah uh, that is creative they're also talking about the creation of the wendigos and how they wanted them to still seem very like humanistic but they wanted them to be extremely strong and extremely fast they wanted their fingers and I'm not sure how much this actually goes along with the legends. The lore. Yeah, the yeah. lore of the Wendigos. But they elongated their arms, which you can always see. They kind of look very... Um, they look very alien, gangly. Yeah. Yeah. They elongated their arms, hands, and nails so that they can climb on everything. Because you see them up above you. You see them oh, climbing on so the walls creepy. around you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and they get... Yeah, so... <laughs> They put in these types of characteristics to make them even more creepy, but still humanistic. So they have that humanizing element to them as well, because when you find out that they are what your friends became, it makes it, it gives it even more creepier twist to the story. Oh yeah, Mm. for sure. For those of you who do not know the history or the lore of the Wendigo, it is, comes from Canadian native people, the Cree, the Ojibwe, and the Algonquin. Algonquin. If I said any of those wrongs, I apologize because I am not quite sure of the pronunciation. But there, it's a legend that comes from the Ontario area of Canada. And it started out as a story of a traveler who got lost out during the winter with his family on a trail. And he came back in around the springtime to a village and he said, it was horrible, my wife and children died, I don't know how I survived and I just need some shelter. And so they give him a place to stay. He stays for a little while, but they always wondered, like, how did his, did he survive and his family didn't? And if they were starving, how did he end up being, like, this big 200 to 50-pound guy? But his wife and children starved to death. So they went to go ask him these questions, and in his cabin they found human remains, human skulls, bones. And he found out, they Ooh. found out that he was eating people. <laughs> And that's what happened to his wife and children. So they hung him, and while he was being hung, he was talking about how he it wasn't he wasn't human anymore. He had been <laughs> actual cannibal. <laughs> Sorry. Shia LaBeouf always comes up at the most random times. 
actual cannibal. How he gnawing <laughs> <laughs> on your leg. <laughs> sorry. He had been. Not sorry. What's the word? Overtaken. Over, uh, over consumed. Consumed by the Wendigo <laughs> spirit. So, pretty much you become unhuman and creepy, creeptastic when you eat people. So don't... Don't eat people. Cannibalism. Not a sponsor. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> we do not endorse any type of cannibalism. Cannibal yeah. stories can actually be a fun Wikipedia deep dive. Fun, that sounds terrible. Fun might not be the best word for it. It's interesting. Like, a lot of, you know, cause as you know, we, we like true crime um, podcasts and stories and stuff. And, like, to me... I mean, I gotta be honest. Some of those cannibals. You're into story, cannibals. I'm into cannibals. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're. Just, I just. I find them so interesting. Like whenever they talk the the podcasts and stuff. Whenever they talk about like Jeffrey Dahmer or um, I mean, Hannibal Lecter. Hannibal Lecter. I don't know. I'm like, who else? Like, who else is a cannibal? I was trying to think of the iconic ones. But right. Yeah. But yeah, like it's just it's just so fascinating, but so disturbing. I was, so so disturbing. I was trying to tell some coworkers about the story of the guy on the Greyhound bus who. Oh God! Killed, killed his seatmate and then started eating him on the bus because he had a schizophrenic breakdown. I didn't know the details very well, <laughs> and I didn't explain it very well. So I just had like four or five sets of eyes just looking at me, like, "What the hell are you talking about?" Please stop talking. She's a freak. <laughs> It's funny because my coworker came into our office and told us that same story, and he didn't tell it very well either. <laughs> but I knew it, and so I was just like, oh, yeah, and then this and this and this happened, and, like, they just locked him on the bus, and he's like, oh, they did? I'm like, it's your story. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, that's, that's hysterical. Yeah. I also thought it was super awesome that they tested the scariness. They wanted to make sure that it was scary. Like, that was the whole, this is a horror game. That's the whole point of the game is to make it scary. So they tested it on people. They created an environment that was homey with, like, chairs and homey. <laughs> chairs are often homey. Lamps, maybe? Yeah. Or, do we need to, or do we need to turn those off for full a, immersion? A skin rug. Yeah. <laughs> a fireplace. They got creepy pictures of their family and just put them <laughs> Random family pictures up. Stock photos, stock photos. Yeah, stock What's the photos. Friends episode where Phoebe thinks her She's like, her oh, that's dad. my dad. No, Here's my dad at graduation thing. and another graduation. It's just the guy that comes with the frame. So sad. Anyways, they got these people in a home-like situation. They turned out the lights. They gave them a heart rate monitor to test the scariness because they, in their words, wanted to make it very scientific. And guess what? It was scary. Good job. Good. I think there was only one scare in the entire game. I was like, this is dumb. Which and one? it was the one when you are in the basement with Ashley and Chris. It's the very, and, uh, like the very oh, beginning. It? No, it's, it's towards is it the, the end. Is it the ghost lady? No, it's right before that, though, when he like looks in the dollhouse and it shows like the doll set up as this prank, oh, as the prank they did on Hammer the and Beth. Prank, yeah. And then one of the dolls like turns and like like its head spazzes out and its eyes bleed or something, and I was just like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, you know, no, I do remember but that one. That one is kind of yeah. It's just kind of dumb and it's like not well explained. Like I guess Josh set it up, but it's like really. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, no, I. But other than that, everything else was pretty on point, and I was very well terrified at the end. Yeah, I definitely couldn't watch any gameplay. (laughs) Like when I was doing preparation for this episode, I turned on a couple videos, and I couldn't watch any gameplay if there wasn't voiceover for me to focus on. (laughs) I was like, 
this will be fine. I should re- <laughs> I should get myself re-familiarized with some of these uh, um, stories. No. No. Mm. I, it was scurry. I have to say, though, I am still, like, so surprised and shocked about the magic towel that Sam wears oh, yes. during, the se- during her big scene where she, like, leaves the tub uh-huh. and she just puts the towel wrapped around her. And then the, what do they call him? The stranger? Is that kind of what the we know him? The man, ma- yeah. Like, we know him as, like, the stranger or something, like, before we find out who he really is. Flamethrower, dude. Well, no, no, not that She's one. talking about Josh. I'm talking oh, about Josh's okay. costume. Takes her, like, on this whole, like, hunt through the house, and, like, there's, like, arrows Then he, like, knocks her out and, and ties her up, and the towel and, is like, perfectly intact. Yeah, and he, like, chases her, and I'm, like, after I get out of the shower, and I'm, like, doing, like, my makeup or hair, and also have my towel around me, I'm, like, constantly, like, pulling it up, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, like, how? How in the world? It's a- Sam has a magic towel. The magic towel. We all need one of those. Mm-hmm. That's true. It does not make any sense. <laughs> Speaking of Sam, I think I would pick her as my favorite character. Is that not just because Hayden Pantier? Um, I don't even know if I'm saying her name right. Panettiere. 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 Panties. Hayden Tiara. <laughs> I'm sure that's like a porn star's name. Who <laughs> like looks? Who resembles her? That's my porn star name. Save the cheerleader. Save the world. <laughs> oh. This is Hayden Panettiere. <laughs> anyway, all of that aside. Um, <laughs> I besides her as an actress, I think she's gorgeous. I I like her. I she was the most well-rounded character. She was like the one that wasn't like I want to have sex in the woods and make my boyfriend jealous. Like, you know, it wasn't like like she had the most clear motives and the most normal intentions and then like they pull out the Ouija board and she's like no. <laughs> you know, like she's, I, I think she's she the just one that I would right be, out of there. where I'd just be like, I'm not going to mess around. I'm not going to play pranks. I'm not going to like try and hurt people's feelings or get caught up in the drama. I'm just going to go chill on my and own. And take a bath by take herself. A bath in by herself dark. in the dark. That's like the part that I'm like, with Sam headphones no, in. Wise, <laughs> <Sam no. laughs> but yeah, other than that, she's probably, I think, my favorite character. How about you guys? I, I'd have to say Sam is my favorite character, too. It's it's almost a tie between her and Mike, but I, I'm definitely more towards Sam. Her, her chapters, like when you're actually... Um, controlling her in the game um i think they're like they're just the most fun but again mm-hmm. back to that scene that i talked about where josh dressed up as the the stranger or whoever whatever you want to call him i know there's an actual term for i think him. it's the madman no i don't i don't You're know thinking of house on haunted hill no <laughs> the madman but, but anyways <laughs> raving like, frothing madman <laughs> like when he when he leads her like from the bathroom to like all the way like to the basement and just like then like there's that big chase scene and everything like it's it's terrifying but it's it's still like a fun one to play it's just mm-hmm. and she has some and she even continues on like because she's one of the characters that she will net she will not die until like the very very last scene of the game like there's just no way you can kill her before that and I also for some weird reason I, I kind of just I like that because it just gives you a little bit of like comfort yeah to know that you can't, like, just, I can't screw this you up. Can't screw it up like you're like no we, we've got it Sam like we, we got this we can do it girl because <laughs> she comes you know later on she comes to have like a, a major role in in you know saving saving everyone. everybody yeah. and her Get and her done. and Mike so could you I say she's a, her and Mike. a hero did a she, heroine. She saved. She saved the cheerleader and the world in, until dawn as well. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite. I don't know. He's a problematic favorite. Is definitely going to be Josh. Yeah, you kind of have to cheer for the underdog a little bit, even though he's a psycho. 
I don't want to throw around that term. He's off his yes. head. <laughs> he has gone bananas and um, really needs someone to just give him a hug and be like, yeah, we like really messed up. <laughs> and we're shitty friends. Because it was just really, a prank hand. No, they were <laughs> shitty friends. I also really, really like Rami Malek. I'm excited for his upcoming debut as Freddie Mercury. Oh, that's... I knew Rhapsody it was movie. somebody who I knew. Mm-hmm. And I was just like... Oh, like... Like, I saw a poster for it and it didn't show Rami Malek, like, very clearly. And I was like, I remember being excited about who was going to play him, but I couldn't remember who. <laughs> mm-hmm. We probably story, shouldn't huh? go to see that together because we'll just make Until Dawn jokes the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Every, like, three seconds. It was just a prank hand. <laughs> Everyone in the theater would hate us. <laughs> yeah, no. That but I do want to see it. I do, too. It's only... They actually... They, uh... Announced that it's PG thirteen. They're not making it rated R. Oh. So and that'll damn be it! I can only watch rated R movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just it almost sounds like they're just like limiting themselves to like what they can actually like do. Because from what I um, one of my coworkers really really likes, um, like he was really into Queen way back in the day, and he's just like Freddie Mercury. Like he had a hard life. Yeah, a lot of stuff that he had like, a rated R life. Exactly. That's what I mean. <laughs> so that's why when we found out it's PG thirteen, we're like, huh. This should hopefully still be good. (laughs) We'll see. I was driving last week and I saw like a little Ford Focus that was gold. And then it had like Freddie Mercury silhouette and his signature, like a a replica of a signature on it. So from some fan who really liked Freddie Mercury and wanted him all over his car. Whoa. (laughs) Cool story. Yeah, I thought I'd share it. I also saw a car that had a vinyl cutout, or not a vinyl a vinyl sticker of the queen waving out from their oh. rear, <laughs> <laughs> rear window. That's I love that. Solid. It made me so happy. <laughs> That's pretty solid. <laughs> sorry, not sorry for the, for the tangents, <laughs> but right. it's going to happen. It's going to happen. But yeah, no, I think that pretty much wraps it up for Until Dawn. Do you guys have a cupcake rating in mind? You mean a taco rating? A taco rating? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe then I'll have to give it a three country taco and a bean burrito. Oh, okay. That's okay. pretty good. That's so somewhere like, around four stars yeah. if it were equivalent to four stars. I mean, we don't have to bring stars into this, oh, Lindsay. Sorry. It's all about tacos. Tacos. How, what's your taco rating? So I, I would actually give it a five. This, this five taco rating. This is actually one of my favorite games, um, especially like around Halloween time because we, we've played it. It seems like every Halloween since um, for the last couple of years. Because the, re- the reason why I like it so much, like this, this is my kind of game where there's a lot of story and there's still like a good amount of gameplay, but uh, this game like kind of blurs the lines a little bit between video games and like movie and TV. Because mm-hmm. I, I very, I'm very much into movie and TV, and I'm, and I'm sure as you hear like all of our different references and things and our not a sponsor segments, like we talk a lot about movies and TV. It's really hard not to make it a yeah. TV mm-hmm. show every time. Yeah, and so I just again that's why. I like this kind of game and I also wanted to point out too that Quantic Dream and Telltale's like they're I from what I understand they're they're really trying to like keep pushing this type of game out this genre forward because another one Quantic Dream made is Beyond Two Souls which I've played and these these two haven't Stephanie and Lindsay haven't played it but I have and it's it's amazing it's truly really amazing game well, and is it? I think of what else Supermassive has done. They've done uh, the Investigator Cold Case. It's the one that we played on oh, our phones. LA Noir? No. Oh, oh, I know what one you're talking about. It was called. Um, 
Oh gosh, hidden agenda. Hidden, hidden agenda. agenda. That's right. That is a good game. Oh, they did Little Big Planet too. Oh, oh, love that one. Super massive. We like you. Good job. Yeah, they and they need to definitely make some more horror games. I we we will play them. I think they need to make an addendum game to Impatient. I would play the hell out of that, or just redo <laughs> it and just be like, sorry, we messed up the first time. Sorry about it. Here's our redo. <laughs> this one's called the Outpatient. Also, also here's some free VR gear to just throw in the mix because we that messed up be nice. so bad and here play it <laughs> super massive take notes <laughs> <laughs> anyway um for me i think it'd be three tacos and a crunch wrap so like four four and a half stars crunch wraps are pretty big yeah it's like two tacos in one yeah because you get the crunchy taco and then the and soft then, taco and then the wrap yeah the crunch mm. and the wrap and then the wrap yeah so yeah three tacos and a crunch wrap good job until dawn Oh yeah, are are we gonna play it again when Halloween comes up next month? We you might guys? do it tonight. How is that next? <laughs> <laughs> I know it's already September. I don't know what it'll be once this episode is actually you know uploaded, but soonish. <laughs> <laughs> well, make sure that you guys check out our Instagram cutscenes and cupcakes, and send us an email if you have any suggestions on what games we should play next, better equipment for us to get if it's not sounding super awesome. But, you know, just saying hi. Yeah. Yeah, just any questions, comments. Our email address is cutscenesandcupcakes at gmail.com. And you better uh, rate and review and subscribe to us on iTunes and, you know, any... Various other... uh, Various other places where we'll upload our podcast. (laughs) Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks. Um, Bye-bye. This has been Cutscenes and Cupcakes. Okay, bye. Have a good Tuesday. See ya.